Hey everyone, before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to let you know that I created a new fun little resource for you. If you've been here before, you know that I love creating stuff in Canva and I also love reading and listening to books. And what I created is my ultimate guide to my top four books related to creativity and healing that I wish I would have read in grad school. So I called it the Innovative Therapist Book Guide. It's totally free. It's going to guide you through my top four books. I bet maybe one you'll be expecting, but I bet some of the other ones you'll be pretty surprised about. So uh, yeah, I'd love to hear what your guesses were and what you ended up thinking of my top four books that I'd recommend you read. If you want to think outside the box, think innovatively about human relationships and how we can heal ourselves and heal the world. So grab it for free at drhondorp.com forward slash books. That's D-R-H-O-N-D-O-R-P.com forward slash books. And I can't wait to hear what you think. All right, let's dive into the episode. Hi, this is Dr. Sean Hondorp, clinical psychologist and health behavior expert. And this is the Motivation Made Easy podcast. Each week, I'll be bringing you science-backed information, strategies, and inspiration to master your relationship with food so that you can feel in control of your habits, respect your body, and free your mind to focus on the things in life that truly matter. I'm a clinical psychologist, and I've had years of experience doing research and patient care in the field of weight management and eating disorders. So I've had the insider view on understanding what works and what we're getting very, very wrong. In this podcast, you'll find practical information and tips based on motivation science, interviews from experts, and stories from real people and how they've navigated their relationship with food. My goal is to empower you with information, inspire you to make changes that fit you, and feel 100% supported along the way. So settle in and make yourself comfortable and get excited to learn and take action for a better, healthier, more energized life. Also, if you are a therapist, dietitian, or helping professional and you work with people with disordered eating or who are struggling with eating and weight concerns, uh, I have a free tool for you that I had way too much fun developing. So I, I developed this after a workshop we did recently. And um, to be honest, I don't exactly know how many people listen to this podcast that are professionals versus individuals. So uh, I'll be excited to, if you are a professional listening to this podcast, feel free to shoot me an email or say hello. Um, but if you're someone who you've been working with a client and maybe a client says something like, I really like intuitive eating, but I ultimately really want to lose weight, or in your opinion, they just, they have a hard time not focusing on weight loss and you notice it kind of gets in the way of them doing what they want to do or getting in touch with their body. And as a professional, you're not necessarily sure the best ways to guide them because maybe you understand why they want to lose weight, but you're also, um, you want the best for them and you want them to build up their own self-trust, but you're not sure what to do. You might empathize with them. You might tell them the science about dieting and weight loss and um, trying to convince them to not to diet. But ultimately, you might feel a little bit stuck. So how can you help them explore what's right for them 
without imposing your own agenda, which tends to backfire. So I created this free step-by-step -step guide to walk you through my number one favorite exercise. This is based on internal family systems theory, my favorite thing, um, and it helps you help your clients navigate this nuanced dynamic with the different parts of them that still want to lose weight. So as a professional, it's my favorite way to help clients build trust while also taking the pressure off of me as a professional to know the exact right advice to give or say. So it's a really great tool. It's a win-win. You can grab it for free and exactly how to do it at drhondorp.com forward slash parts, P-A-R-T-S. So grab it for free today at drhondorp.com forward slash parts. And if you use it with a client, make sure you email me and let me know. All right. And just as a reminder, this podcast is for educational and informational purposes only and should never be construed as any form of professional advice. If you need a professional to guide you, please, please get one. All right, everyone, let's dive in. Okay. Welcome back to the Motivation Made Easy podcast. And on today's episode, I have Taylor with me again, and we will be talking about the reason we're going to take a pause for the podcast. Uh, it won't be a long pause. The way I think of it is sort of the end of a long season two, because we have taken a pause once in the past. And so what we're going to talk about today is why we're pausing and for how long. The importance of rest and how I guess a little bit about my relationship with rest and how you might want to as a listener think about it for yourself. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about what we'll be doing during our pause here at the Psychology of Wellness and um, make sure you stay tuned through this episode or either way just make sure you're on our email list because we still will have some we got some cool stuff going on even though the podcast will be paused. So if you want to be in the loop, you have to be on the email list. So go to the show notes and download any of our free resources or to the website, drshawnhondorp.com and sign up to be on the email list. So yeah, I have Taylor here with me to have this discussion and Taylor, welcome back and want to just invite you to share anything you'd like to share about about pausing and this pause in particular and before we get started. <laughs> yeah, we were just reflecting before we hit record on the pause that we're all taking. And I remember I was kind of just saying how I don't feel a sense of guilt. I like to take on a lot and have just tasks to do. <laughs> and so <laughs> when Sean came up with the idea of taking a pause to focus on other aspects, it was like a sense of relief because it wasn't my idea. So it's not like guilt of taking a break. So yeah. Yeah. I did yeah and you even said that like your body, like earlier, just now you were like, Oh, like I used yeah. to kind of that visible, like, Oh, that feels spacious in my yeah. body. Right. I think we get so caught up on like goals and then we don't realize breaks help us actually get to the goals in a better way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and that listening to your body piece for most of us is really hard. And um, I'll talk in a second about part of why I made that decision, but I love that. I love that your body was like, Whew. and I love that you have that awareness of like right now, 
I have a hard time. And you've said this to me before. I have a hard time asking mm-hmm. for saying no or asking for doing less. And yet your body's like, I would maybe like you to do that more. So good to know. (laughs) Exactly. I'm excited to talk about this. Good. Me too. Okay. So why did you want to have this episode? Yeah. So I think it was somewhat of a, it's not like it happened kind of quick, the decision, but speaking of listening to your body, I was just sort of noticing um, the IFS model has been really helpful to me. And I've, I've been probably for even before I learned IFS, I had been noticing my tendency to overwork and what I now refer to as my overworking part. And I was just noticing it was quite tired (laughs) or the, the overworking part was having a hard time stepping back. But underneath when I really got curious about what it was trying to do for me, and I really listened to what IFS would call like, when you get parts to separate, you access this like more self energy, more of this intuition. There was an intuition that like a rest would be good. And when I kind of try it on for size in my mind, I kind of had that same experience you had of like, Ooh, that would be nice. Particularly when I didn't have the overworking part saying, you can't do that. No, no, you're getting momentum. Like, and I think I was toying with that if I recall correctly. And then I listened to the We Can Do We Can Do Hard Things podcast. Been one that I've been listening to semi regularly lately, and they are taking a pause on their podcast. And I was like, "Well, then I can too." Um, and we had some changes on our team, which also was part of it. And also, I think I had a goal of I like working ahead. It helps me think clearly. It helps me like creatively feel spaciousness. So being ahead on episodes. So some of it was just like outcome wise, we're just not ahead. And it's not causing me to have that like frantic overdoing energy versus focusing on some other things that would really be more beneficial for the overall mission of what we're trying to do here. So yeah, yeah, it takes the pressure off and allows the creativity to come in. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Why else are breaks important for wellness and why should this be an important topic for individuals, but especially professionals? Yeah, I mean, I think ultimately for, I mean, for all of us, right? So often we get caught up in the hustle culture and the productivity culture of just like continuing to do versus really pausing and reflecting on, are we even doing the right things? Are we even focused on doing the right things. It's so easy to get caught up in that hamster wheel of doing. And I'm very, very guilty of that, of just producing. And, you know, the reality is that if we look at nature and, you know, even this episode will come after the Sammy B episode where we talk about cycle syncing for women, this idea of like the natural rhythms and things happen in seasons and cycles. We're not actually meant to just produce, produce, produce all year round. We think about even just things like trees that produce fruit. They don't produce all year round, right? They have seasons for a reason and they need that time to rest. And and I think the same can be true for men and women. It might be even more particularly important for women to notice that we have a different cyclical rhythm than men do. And that's kind of what we talk about in the Sammy B episode, which is something that I've been kind of aware of for a while too. This idea, like it actually isn't natural to just like 
go, 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 go all the time. And it's not good for our bodies. And so when we think about wellness and stress, it's a big deal. And I mean, there's so many problems with weight loss and diet culture, right? But one of the main problems is we don't actually look at root causes, which is so many of our systems are built for all your productivity and it makes people sick. And so luckily at this small startup organization, I have that freedom and that, you know, privilege to say, nope, we're going to do things differently, even though, frankly, quite hard for me to do. <laughs> this decision wasn't hard to make per se, but the first time I paused the podcast, which was last summer, uh, it was very hard for me to make that decision. And I, it was more of a desperation, <laughs> not not desperation, but it was more urgently needed. I think I mentioned to you that this time it was more like my body is telling me this is right, but I don't feel burnt out per se. It's just when I really listen, it's almost um, some people talk about it as like body whispers. Sometimes you have to get really quiet to listen to them. And when we're really burnt out, sometimes they're a little louder, but the whispers are just as important to, to listen to. And so, yeah, whether or not you're a professional, a parent, any type of leader, if you have someone that even if you're just working with people one-on-one, um, you are a leader in that sense, you're guiding them and you are influencing them like to some extent, right? By what we model. And so I think that's the other piece too. It's not exactly what you asked, but this, this idea of like, I can't build the actual business I want to build that feels right for me, feels right for anyone who's working with me and helping people. If I'm building it from a place of like graspy, overworking energy, it's just, that's not going to really work long-term. That's what I was going to bring up the energy. Like you can definitely feel burnt out energy and you can definitely feel I don't know the word for it, alive energy, like ready to go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can feel it even through the computer screen, right? Mm -hmm. We all show up differently. We can't really, some of us are probably a little better at masking it when we're burnt out. And actually, I don't know if I'm good. I think I'm pretty good at masking it. When you really look closely, you'll still know. (laughs) How do you learn and grow in this area? Yeah, I mean, you came up with this question to ask, and I was at first like, huh, I don't know. I mean, the places I've I've gone so far, um, I think I have a lot of learning left to do in this area. It's probably one of the things that I'm struggling with the most, to be honest, in my life right now, because I have a lot of, I've talked about this before, but I have a lot of shame about my overworking parts. Not as much now, because my overworking doesn't ever look like what it did look like a year or two ago where I was working like a lot of hours, but I have shame that I'm thinking about work when I want to be present with my kids. And yeah, I was in a business training that was very helpful and I have read part of the book do less, but because of my overworking parts, I have a struggle with sitting down and reading books (laughs) and I listen to books. So I haven't finished the book do less by Kate Northrup, but that's actually sort of part of this like seasonality and women and rhythms and things like that. So I've done some learning in that area, but honestly, more recently, obviously I talk a lot about internal family systems and IFS. What has been most powerful for me is 
what IFS I think empowers us to do is work with our own internal part and listen to what it's trying to do for us and get clarity on that. But then really tap into that self energy and, and figure out like what amount of work and play and family connection and rest is right for me is going to be different for you and everyone else. And I, I love that IFS allows me to actually explore that for myself, which it is more effort than like what I used to do. It's just like, well, I guess 40 hours is a reasonable amount to work because someone arbitrarily told me that, you know, that's sort of an average amount to work, but maybe that's not right for me. Maybe I need to be working more or less. Right. And so it's not structured on rest and, you know, per se the IFS model, but through that learning that model for myself, I have learned a lot about what rest can look like and maybe should look like for me personally. Yeah, even when you were talking about earlier how this time is not particularly we're taking a break due to being burnt out, but just because of the whispers and as last time they were more louder, mm-hmm. <laughs> louder than whispers. I think that's growth. Yeah, yes, I think so too. <laughs> <Yay. Yeah. laughs> Woo! <Woo-hoo>. I'll take <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah. What can our listeners do in the meantime during our podcast break? Yeah. So, well, first of all, as you said, actually, they can do nothing. (laughs) I will have some suggestions for you in a minute about different things. Like listening to episode 100 is a great way to see my favorite episodes. But there's been so many great episodes, honestly. Episode 100 was so hard to narrow that down. And to be honest, it was a little arbitrary. There's been a lot of great back episodes, so you can listen to those, or you can even, if one was impactful to you, you can re-listen. Some of my growth recently has been like, hmm, maybe you don't have to do something that has some inherent value all of the time. And uh, you and I were just talking about like watching mindless TV. Um, Maybe you do some of that. Maybe if that's, especially if you have a personality tending towards more overworking, thinking about how you've been able to rest in the past. What does that look like? Like I've thought a lot about that recently. Like how, how can I make rest and doing things I really enjoy easier on me? Cause it is sometimes harder to just like when you work for yourself to just stop because no one's really making you stop. <laughs> um, so kind of spending some time too and, and reflecting on these questions and just noticing and I will say too, some, some personality types like their best way to rejuvenate themselves isn't necessarily to do less. It might actually be to activate and push themselves out of their comfort zones. And didn't you just join a running club? I did every Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. So how's that going? Uh, I've only done it once yeah. so far. And then tomorrow we're recording this on a Tuesday is my second time. Yeah. It's, it's intimidating, but I think I'll get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So sometimes that can be the best way to reconnect with yourself too. And it's not traditionally looking like rest. And then for me, going to a running club is rest. <laughs> like it's very rejuvenating energetically for me. I'll say that. And so having that and uh, having my little dates with my neighbors to watch The Bachelorette is like, it helps. But it, 
usually with that, I'll always, I'll do it. Even if we skip a week and I'll just watch the recording myself, that's not hard to do, but, but yeah, probably the harder thing for me to stay accountable to is like mm, more of the, the feeling work of like, which is interesting because I feel like I think of myself as a big feeling person, but that is something I've learned of like slowing down and doing the IFS meditations that tend to have me feeling more of my emotion. I'm fully on board. I want to do it, but you have to actually carve out the time and it is in some ways productive. Yeah. So I think just knowing yourself and maybe that's a great thing to spend your time on during the break is just reflecting on what would feel most rejuvenating, restful, and uh, helpful for you, knowing yeah. yourself. The power of doing nothing. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it really shows our bio-individuality, too, because my do-nothing is like cleaning. gives mm. me energy, having my clean space and yoga, mm. but it has to be in a class, because if I just do it in my room, like my phone will go off, mm. and I'll get my phone, and then, but Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's going to be different for everyone. And I think I was listening to a Brene Brown podcast a while ago. And I think she took like a time off or a sabbatical. And someone was like, you need to do this until you get bored. <laughs> like, not just until you feel rested, until you feel incredibly bored. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. What will you be doing during the break? And what is coming down the pipeline for the psychology of wellness? Yeah, so we will be catching up a little bit at a slightly slower pace with the podcast episodes we have scheduled. We'll be working ahead. We've already done one of those interviews and I think you started working on that one today. So we're just getting ahead at maybe a less pressured, more leisurely pace with the wonderful content we have starting, it looks like Monday the 27th. So the Monday after Thanksgiving, we'll be back on the scene with you uh, every other week that's uh, still the same cadence just taking a pause so it's interesting the business training that I did do talked a lot about the difference between productivity and efficiency and so productivity is just producing right and efficiency is looking at where we can actually put in less efforts more outcome so the podcast episodes I love but as you know they take a lot of effort work-wise and hours-wise and focusing on where we can do some really impactful, cool events, both in person for those that are in the Grand Rapids, Michigan or West Michigan area. Uh, we just have one in-person event coming up or online that are really, really powerful and really impactful. And we actually just had our, at the time of this recording, a really cool workshop for professionals last week that went really well. So really slowing down so that we can be thinking about how we can best get this information out there in a way that gets the biggest outcome and benefits to people looking to learn this information with a little bit less effort on our part, potentially. And again, where we can kind of make the biggest bang for our buck, except not really money-wise, <laughs> time-wise, I suppose. Yeah, so other things, I don't advertise a lot about my speaking engagements. It's something I've been doing on and off throughout the years, but doing some speaking. So if you're listening, you're like, that's of interest to me, um, reach out to us. And we have lots of different speaking, corporate speaking about intuitive eating um, to more like to corporations or things like that. 
um, to understanding intuitive eating, understanding the misconceptions about it is really what one of my talks is about it. And then with regards to professionals, helping to train professionals on the model of autonomy and how we get people more embodied and more to a place of body and self-trust. So that's, that's happening. And then the things I get super, super energized by are collaboration type events. So that in-person event I mentioned is actually, by the time this comes out, it will have happened. <laughs> but we will probably do more. And that's actually an in-person collaboration event with Sammy B. If that goes well, we'll probably be looking at different options, whether that's taking it online so more people can access it. Or um, I have some other collaborations at work in, in process as well. And um, so having more time for that is also a big reason for the pause. And then upcoming episodes, we have Dr. Dina Goldstein-Silverman talking about just her interesting personal experiences, but also being a professional in the world of weight management and eating disorders. So she's someone that I've remained connected with for years. I have not recorded these ones yet, but we plan to have Dr. Alyn Richards, who's a good friend of mine, um, just having really honest conversations about training and psychology. And actually, I don't know exactly where that conversation is going to go, but I know it's going to be good. And then we're going to have, I haven't scheduled this one yet, but Dr. Courtney Warren, who's actually a psychologist that I followed her work for a long time now. She has really cool books on self-deception and also love addiction, but she also has a lot of expertise in disordered eating, eating disorders, and cultural impacts. So the main reason I haven't scheduled it, because I'm like, we have so many things that we could talk about. So those are just some of the ones that are going to be coming up after the break. So we're just going to be catching up with that and uh, really excited for all of it. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. I think that's the main thing we wanted to update people on. And email me your questions, whether you're a person struggling with this or just wanting to understand these concepts more, or even if you are a professional, you know, obviously you'll be in the loop about our events. Oh, we're always trying to, to think of innovative ways to reach you all and, and be of help. So if you have ideas about that, that's where to find me info at drshawnhundorf.com, or you can just go to our show notes or our website and you will be able to sign up for the newsletter there. So I hope everyone listening is able to take something away from this conversation, but really just tune in to what prevents you from tuning in to your body. And yes, more rest potentially. Um, I think a lot of us can use a lot of rest and time for reflection, but really kind of tuning into that intuition when you notice the different parts of you that are pulling you towards variety of things, right? Overdoing if you're kind of like me or even parts that have you socially isolated, right? Those are just two examples, but just tuning in. What are those parts doing for you? How are they trying to protect you? And how can you maybe help them give you a little space so you can tune into that intuition and what is truly right for you, your body, um, and yourself moving forward. So hopefully you enjoyed being on a fly, a fly on the wall with this conversation and uh, we'll see you in November. And before we finish today's episode, I have a really quick message from a special guest, my daughter. Please review from my mom's podcast. Make something from my mom's podcast, please. Thank you. 
Thank you for tuning in today. Your time is valuable, and it means so much to me that you're here. Despite the title of this podcast, many of our topics are not always easy. Change is hard, and let's face it, life and truly looking inward at ourselves can be uncomfortable. That's why I'm grateful. Grateful for you and your willingness to listen, learn, and keep an open mind. I invite you to learn more by going to drshawnhondorp.com or finding me on Instagram at psychology.of.wellness. If you're enjoying this podcast, it would be amazing if you could give it a review so more people can find it. Thanks, and I truly hope you have an energetic and inspired day.